And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100% And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. All right, everyone, we are here and back with weighing in because you know what? We care about you and we care that you get the latest information. And we had a change up in the entire schedule of UFC 251 from Fight Island in Abu Dhabi. So we decided we're going to give you another version of weighing in. So you can catch us on YouTube, Google Podcasts, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and as I always like to say, because of the old Bruce Beck in the beginning with the UFC, a plethora of other podcasting <laughs> platforms. You can also, if you would like, you can check out our stuff on ProWrestlingTees.com to get a cool t-shirt the old style weighing in which you see up there or you can get some of the new stuff like the karate kid mr miyagi stuff that i look like i'm catching flies and josh is looking incredibly cool but we also have a new shirt coming out that you can check you can go on pro wrestling go to weighing in hit that beautiful picture of josh and i and you'll see the different versions we've got that new shirt coming and you can actually get a 20% discount off of it. I think it's going to start, we'll say, uh, July 10th, July 11th. Put birthday in as the promo code, and you can get 20% off on those shirts. And, Josh, that is a wonderful-looking hat. Happy birthday to Wang In and us. Happy birthday, my boys. <laughs> Happy birthday. Today is our one-year anniversary of getting together and making things happen. I got to tell you, man, I'm freaking amped. I, got, I know I didn't really uh, think ahead and bring my party hat. So this uh, bag this bag's going to have to look. <laughs> That's looking good. Probably not going to have one that fits your head, though. That's what it is. See, this thing. You're, al you're almost looking like chef-like. It's very, it's very nice. uh very lgbtq chef whoa, like whoa. It's got the, well it's got the rainbow colors there's nothing wrong with that no, it's not. problem i don't have a problem with it i know you don't <laughs> <laughs> oh no i actually really like it it's kind of yeah, it's very nice it's a very small bag it's surprised that my head fits in there is it a small bag or is it a small head it's probably a combination of both <laughs> it's probably round hole square peg kind of thing okay, gotcha. <laughs> um yes it is our one year anniversary we have been officially doing this show for one year and i gotta tell you i'm actually kind of excited i'm, I'm happy it that is we've, flown by it's awesome it's been flown great by come on yeah, man. We, we had some kinks in the whole thing you know um working with dave but you know we finally figured out dave and we've you know we've we've snapped him into place and you know and this kind of stuff but it's been great man we've had a great time it's been awesome and uh, we're just going to get better. We're going to keep getting better. I want, I do want to point this All out though. I do want to point this out. Maybe, maybe I'm the only one, but <clears throat> if you guys follow, um, Ariel Hawani and DC, how all of a sudden I feel like ESPN's copying what we do. Our thumbnails, <laughs> all of a sudden their thumbnails look exactly like ours. Amazing. Had, Dave's had our thumbnails the same exact way for a year. A couple little changes here and there every once in a while on random shows, but it's always been the same. I feel like they're finally following suit. They're jumping in line right behind us because that's where they belong is behind us. And um, they're finally <laughs> figuring it all out. Like, well, great he, great he, job. I got to tip my hat to Dave, man. He's doing a wonderful job. Wonderful job. ESPN's taking, doing note, taking notice, baby. Soon, one of these days, Biz going to jump on board as well and maybe he can get a couple more followers. I mean, hey, whatever. We've, oh. only been, we've only been doing ours for a year. Biz has doing it for four years. I mean, but whatever. Who's keeping track, guys? Anyways, look, if you guys haven't figured out. Obviously, somebody. I'm the sassy one in the group, and I like to have fun. And, uh, and Biz Bing knows that I'm poking fun. And this is all on fun and games. Um, and his other guy, his little instigator, I mean, what I don't even know his name. But that guy, he understands Juan. as well. <laughs> Juan. <laughs> there you go, Juan. <laughs> um, but hey, let's talk about uh, UFC 251 because you referred let's... to it in the grand opening. Hello. <laughs> um, Come on, man. Dude, yeah. All right. We talked about it. I brought it up in the last one. Yeah. Saying, man, this is Masvidal's. Look at He's sitting in a good place. Maybe he'll get what he wants. And, you know, I'm glad that he was yeah. able to work it out. Got close to what he wanted. He said, whatever it is, yeah. best to him. I'm glad that happened. I'm glad the UFC stepped up and paid the man what, you know, was fair in his mind because he mm -hmm. took it. So he took a deal from them. That's awesome. Congratulations to the UFC on making a fight 
that should have been made because, you know, you go back, this fight everyone was excited for. Masvidal against Usman. Yeah. And then it fell through, and that's how Gilbert Burns came in. And then Gilbert, unfortunately, and I'm sorry for him that he ends up, you know, having a, the, the virus and not being able to compete, but right back in place, back to where we were with an incredible welterweight championship fight, and one that I still think is a good one, and I don't care that Masvidal didn't have a ton of time to train because he's been training anyway. Mm-hmm. Right, Josh? Yes, exactly, he's been training. Um, a couple things. We talked about it last week. I want people to understand, we filmed our Q&A on Friday, and Burns had just dropped off. We were saying, basically, to do a little recap for that weekend of the Q&A. We filmed it on Friday. It dropped on Sunday. In that time, we were like, they don't really need to replace the main event. You know, there's no reason for them to do that. And I think that there potentially was some concern that uh, if another fight fell off, they could be in trouble. So they they went ahead and jumped on and put Maz at all. They, they were able to work the deal out. And I'm super happy for him. I'm excited for him. But those of you guys that were were ripping into us because like, oh, you know, they're not going to get the fight. And we they finally did get the fight. And we're a little late. And they were like, oh, how's this going to resonate a day or two later? You guys are way wrong. Look, guys, this is not <laughs> a science, man. Okay. Like we cannot say or we can't figure out what any of those oh, people, what, what anyone's predict thinking. the future exactly but i try all the time it doesn't work <laughs> but we are we are in that conversation piece of like hey i'm glad they got this done i'm glad that mazadal finally got close to what he wanted i'm also glad that and in listening to some of his interviews he said there's a couple things that he said one of them was he was on the phone when they were negotiating how to get the job done you know or how to get the deal done and when he came up he said look you guys just need to figure it out. His manager was on the phone. Dana White was on the phone. You guys, let's get this deal done. Let's get it figured out. Let's go. Within minutes later, because it was, he said it was kind of stalemated there. Until he came in and jumped in and said his two cents, they finally realized that both sides wanted to get it done. Let's let's get it done. And they did. So that was great to, to, um, to see. I'm glad. I, I almost feel like he took a little bit of a page out of uh, when Brendan Schaub said he'd listen to what Joe Silva had to say about him, except Brendan didn't say anything. He just was on the other line listening to how, how <laughs> Joe Silva talks about him. Um, but yeah, so there, there was that whole, there was that whole part of it and people don't see that people don't hear those type of things. And I'm glad that George is bringing that kind of stuff to light because it's important to realize and remember as a fighter, even though he's your manager and he's probably got your best interest at heart, when it comes to negotiating contracts, because that gets him paid as well. But you still are the one that he works for. You need to remember your manager works for you. And I feel like he, even though he's got a good relationship with his manager, he did a good thing right there and saying, Hey, when he stepped in and goes, let's get this deal done. Let's make it happen. We're close. That, that I think that that signified to the UFC. Okay. Look, George is in, we just need to work out a couple little kinks and they got it done. There was that. And then secondly, he has been training. He helped Dustin get ready for his fight, which just happened recently. And then also, too, he's been training for the last year, last they said the last about seven to eight months, with Bo Nickel. I'm sorry, man, but Bo, oh. Nickel, Bo Nickel is nasty good, extremely big. People don't realize, like, when, I, when you see him wrestle, like, you know, at the NC2As, you see him wrestle in college, he doesn't look big on TV. He's fucking big. He is big. And not to mention, he's extremely strong. I mean, and I talk about how I've had this experience before. I wrestled a lot of kids in high school and in college that um, the redheaded guys, I don't know what it is, man. It's like ginger power. They are so strong. Just like, it's uh, crazy how strong. It's the fire coming out of it's them, man. Crazy. That's why. Gingers are extremely strong. And I don't think Bo Nickel is any different. Anyways, uh, so he's been training with him. He was training with Dustin Poirier before, and then he's now he's training with um with Bo Nickel on his wrestling. Yoel Romero, I gotta tell you, I've I've heard a little bit some buzzes and stuff from the ATT camp, and they were talking about Bo um, is able to get him down, but not able to hold him down, and sometimes he struggles to get him down when it's just uh, straight wrestling, not even striking. So if you put yeah. that in with the striking and the hesitation of what Usman's got to do to get the takedown. Now, I know we're not talking MMA. We're, t- we're talking wrestling versus MMA wrestling. There is a difference. Wrestling tends to sometimes go out the door when you're getting hit with some clean shots. Okay. A two piece in a soda will do that to you sometimes. <laughs> and I'm just saying, he. How about a three piece in a soda? Yeah, there you go. I could do that. I could do a little bit of that. Um, George has 
fought his whole career against good jiu-jitsu guys, good wrestlers, you know, and uh, Damian Maya being one of them, couldn't get him, he got him down a couple times, got wasn't able to really hold him down, especially in those early fight, in the early rounds. Then as in the second round, he was able to hold him down a little bit more, and then in the third round, it just kind of became like a stall, stalemate kind of tactic. But George was doing real well up until that moment. Up until those moments, I'm saying he's gotten a lot better. His confidence has gotten a lot better. And we know, we've always said this, that confidence is key in this sport, in any sport. But I'm saying specifically in combat sports when it's one-on-one. -on -one, and George right now is fucking riding it high right now. Oh, did you see the, did you see the robe he freaking wore on his private yes. charter to Abu Dhabi? You got to go, oh, that's pure gangster. That's right funny. <laughs> Listen, you know? He's living the life. Jiu-Jitsu Jesus can wear pink and make it look good. I love it. Oh, yeah. I love <laughs> it. The, here, here's the, here's the, the whole thing about this. You can sit there and say what you want, and, and these guys are totally different. You know, Kamaru is phenomenal. Hmm. And one thing that I see out of him in a difference than I see from what George brings is they obviously both have their strength. Kamaru's stand-up is not as good as George. Mm -hmm. It's not as technical. It's not as good. And if this is a stand-up fight, it's going to be Masvidal. Mm -hmm. The wrestling-wise, no matter what you say and whoever you want to say that Masvidal is wrestling with, and, and I know Bo Nickel, and he is phenomenal, and obviously UL, but the wrestling part you've got to give to Kamaru Usman. Yeah. Submission-wise, it's the same. So really, we've got that separation of stand-up, and taking it to the ground, can Usman take it to the ground? You know, Masvidal's got a record of 35 and 13 or so. He's had, had losses and stuff, but he has, if you look at what he's done, I don't think he's been taken out since that Toby Amata fight where he got caught when he was fighting in Bellator and he got caught with that inverted triangle. Yeah. You know, he was just trying to stand up and it caught him and then he was stuck and he went all the way out. And that was back in 2009. All right, that's 11 years yeah. since someone has actually stopped him. Now, he's been beat, but it's always been by a decision. A judge's decision has beaten George. And the real question here is stamina. You saw when Masvidal was fighting Diaz. You know, he was putting it on, Nate. But as the fight was going on, he did slow down a little. Not a lot like people are talking about. No. Oh, he was exhausted. Bullshit. No. Okay, he was still fighting well. But that was a five-round fight, and he was showing that he could go that five rounds. Can he go with Usman trying to take him down? And the real question is, will Usman work to try to take him down repeatedly? Because in this fight, he's got to look and say, man, you know, if they say I got to, if, if I have to take him down 20 times, I'm going to take him down 21. You know, I just got to do what I do to make him miserable and get my win. So both guys have their their ways of winning this fight. It's a phenomenal matchup. I can't wait to watch it. George is probably, I think, probably one of the best in the game at not only just stuffing the takedowns, but also being able to get, when he does get taken down, his pop back up. And so if Usman... Or not accept damage on the ground. Very true. And if George is able to make Usman work and work and work in that first two rounds, I will continue to say this. If he stops one or two in the very first round, it will change the dynamic of how Usman approaches this fight. And that starts getting into your head like, okay, if I can't get the takedown, what am I going to do? Because I, I sure I can stand a little bit, but I don't want to get carried away on the feet because I could potentially get caught. And we can look at some past fights. You know, when you look at the Darren Till fight, they just, I know Darren Till is not a, not a grappler. He's not a wrestler, but he's a big body person with good standup. And George was able to finish him. You look into, um, that that size that's how big Usman is Usman is just as big if not bigger than Darren Till I say probably about the same size Darren Till's a monster of a man you know and <laughs> and Us, Usman is a big big guy as well now the speed and athleticism and stuff like that as far as the wrestling aspect at all obviously going to go to Usman like you were saying but I think I think George has a really good chance of changing the dynamic of how this fight is fought if he can stuff one or two takedowns in that first round, and then every round, the very first takedown, if he's able to stuff, it will change how Usman fights this fight. And the confidence will not, it, it won't get, it won't get any better until he gets a takedown. So it, the, the dictate the, how we, how we dictate this fight is how 
is whether he gets a takedown early. The earlier the takedown, the more confidence Usman has. The less he gets a takedown, if he only gets one in the round and, and, and George is able to get back up to his feet, we could see some problems, I think, for Usman. There's no doubt on the feet who's going to win this exchange. Sure, there'll yeah. be some shots that Usman lands. There'll be sure. the push kick. The, it's long. There's going to be some shots. You guys, you're going to get touched, you know? And here's the other thing. Is when a good stand-up guy like Mazadal is not concerned about another person's stand-up, he tends to get a little relaxed, you know, and, he'll play in, and that'll play to his favor. But he'll leave some openings normally as bait that may cost him a little bit to get hit with some shots. I'm not saying he's going to get knocked out. I'm saying that, it's, you know, he's going to play it a little bit more like, are you sparring with someone who's not as good? And he's going to have fun with it. That worked for him against Nate. But it didn't work. It, like, it could play it could play against him, too, because Usman is a big guy with a lot more power, I think, than Nate. But I don't think anywhere, I don't think he's going to be able to finish him. I just want to remind people with, with uh, Masvidal, I was looking, reading over some stuff about him. <clears throat> and one of his stories is, he was just sitting down to eat. I want to say like he was just sitting out sitting down at like a, a Popeye's chicken place or something like that. They were saying, and <clears throat> he got the call to go fight with like 20 minutes in the backyard of somebody, a bare knuckle. <laughs> he had just put his chicken down, showed up, beat the guy. And that's what catapulted him into like being some, somewhat of a star, like an internet sensation. I'm just, this is, it's proven that this is kind of what his MO is. His MO is I'll show up on short notice and knock you the fuck out. And I mean, this is, this is, he's not afraid of this situation. He's been in this situation. He's been in this situation in a real bare knuckle fight into someone's backyard. He doesn't ah, know I anyone. Think, I think this is a great situation for him. I think it, it takes all, most of the trouble and the things that kind of, you know, George doesn't really enjoy doing, but he's getting better with him because media was always something that he was always kind of not good with. And he's gotten way better with it. And having to deal with the media burns energy. It's yeah. it's time consuming. It's it's exhausting as far as mentally exhausting because you get asked, you know, the same question time and time again For just by weeks. a different reporter. Yeah, he doesn't have to deal with any of that. That's all gone. He'll have a little bit to do while he's there. No big deal. That's nothing for him. So this is actually, in a lot of ways, he's taking a lot of that crap of having to deal with all these other entities outside of fighting. They're all gone. And like you're saying, the one thing I see is the difference if he's successful in stuffing some takedowns. Usman's stand-up has gotten much better, but he will have to start pressing in the stand-up to stay up with Masvidal, which will only make him work hard, which will make him get more tired which will lead to him having more stress and strain in the fight. So he's got to land the takedown. He has got to get those yeah. to be successful in this fight. Does that bump them back to their back in the main event position, right? Because oh, some yeah. of the, some of the betting lines that I've seen, they've got them at the co-main. And I'm like, you got to be kidding no, me. There's no way, man. They're not co-main. Yeah, okay. I just want to make sure because I, I hadn't seen the betting lines has them all at co-main. And I'm like, maybe it's because it was a late fill. Um, we were going to – we were – what was I going to talk about? There was something I was going to talk about. I think I think that the card is obviously extremely stacked, and I'm excited to see the whole. I'm excited to see it all play out. Now, are they fighting on the beach, or is that just a no, mock-up? No, one? no, okay. no, no. I mean, but that you know, it is one of the questions when you think about it. They're going to be fighting in the middle of the night back there because mm. they're going to put it on pay-per-view here, and they've got to put it on at a certain time here. So the big thing you. Both, you know, both of these guys are coming in late. They need to stay on their normal time frame. Don't try to get used to the time frame back there. Stay on your time frame. Get used to training in the middle of the night. You know, when you're there, do your workouts. At that time, you're going to be fighting back there. Don't try to switch things up. Keep yourself in that same, you know, area. Don't worry about what the clock says as far as time back there. Stay on your yeah. time frame from where you're at. That's a super important <clears throat> thing for both guys. And, you know, it's going to be hot, man. Yeah. That is one of the things. It is going to be hot there. I don't care if it's the middle of the night. It's still going to be a hot place to fight. And I'm sure that they're going to have air conditioning units that are blowing in there. But still, it's going to be warm, especially with under the lights and everything. That's going to be a hot one. Yeah. It, the, anytime you travel that type of distance. I mean, I remember having a couple conversations with Forrest Griffin. He's like, why? Why would I travel somewhere? 
and ruin my fucking diet, my weight cutting. He's like, no, I'm fighting Vegas. I live in Vegas. I fight in Vegas. <laughs> he's like, That's no. Forrest, Forrest was simple, man. He's yeah. a real straight boom. This is it. He's hilarious. He was hilarious, man. Um, I've never seen anyone during the middle of a sparring session turn turn to the coaches and say, "Shut the fuck up!" <laughs> like I'm, I'm fucking like, shut up. Like he just straight up turned. We, I remember he came to AK one time and he just Bob Cook and Javier and everyone was fucking trying to coach him. He had a couple of the other, I think Van Arsdale and stuff were all trying to coach him. Like everyone's spouting off shit. He just turns like, hey, y'all just shut the fuck up. Fucking's working here. I swear it was it was the greatest moment. I was like, everyone's all oh, shit. Cause you know, we only know Forrest is the one you see on like commercials where he's like super yeah. happy, go lucky, like just says crazy shit and just fun to be around. But that was yep. a very serious, like, no, I'm serious. Shut the fuck up. And it was it was hilarious. I was having a good I was, tell people all the time there's there's the forest that you see and then there's oh, the yeah. actual forest. They're yeah. two different guys. Yes, they are. That you know, the one thing I will say, no matter if it was fighting or anything, there's a reason Forrest is still with the UFC. He works. Yeah. He doesn't take anything for granted. He doesn't sit there and say, Oh, just give me. He's a worker. Yeah. And he's been that way throughout his career as a fighter, then he's doing it now as you know the guy in charge he's basically in charge of that pi you know taking care of everything there and he's doing a great job he's a fucking phenomenal person man yep i it's so funny the, the stud all, all the stories i heard about him because he won that scion from the ultimate fighter dude he drove that science wheels off <laughs> the fucking thing had like like horrible. pen marker all on the oh, inside dude. like the, the fucking headliner was coming loose and it was like all banged up it had what somebody had said like there was someone had, he had dented it on the side or in the back <clears throat> he went and bought a big band-aid on it and put it on the back said boo-boo on it or whatever but it's hilarious man. <laughs> um back to the fights so let's see you've got the the betting lines are pretty close on a lot of the fights so when i pulled up the betting lines you've got i think really pretty much the the one that's favored the most would be peter yan over aldo but the rest of them are pretty damn close, man. The rest well, of them are. I, th yeah. I, I think the last I saw, Masvidal's pretty big underdog. Almost uh, a three to one. Pretty big. I might have to bet right now. Now, it might, it might have changed, but when it first came out, they put him as a pretty heavy underdog. Yeah, let me see. And there's reasons for that, Josh. You can look and people can say whatever they want. Yep. Usman, you know. Is he 16 and one now? Miles, I would say yeah. he's actually 18 and one because he was on the season 21 of Tough where they did the ATT versus uh, Black Zillions. Officially, he's got win. He, what's that? Officially 16 and one. Yeah. Yep. So he's, but he's actually 18 and one because if you look at it, he fought uh, Michael Graves and he fought Steve Carl on that show. Two hard fights. Mm -hmm. Won both of those. That's two wins right there. It doesn't get put on his record because they'll say it was an exhibition fight. Mm -hmm. Trust me, when you're fighting, it ain't an exhibition. No. And so, you know, he's really 18-1. He lost his second fight of his pro career. Okay, he got caught. In a, he got caught by someone. They got his back. Rear naked choke in the first. I think it was a uh, Jose Caceres was, yeah. was the guy. Yeah, that beat him. You know, and so that's his only loss, man. Yeah. The dude is a stud, and he's just gotten so much better. And the other thing that he's gonna have, think about this. He's going to have Henry Hoof in his corner now because it's not Gilbert yeah. that he's fighting. So he's got Henry Hoof. And the other thing is, Masvidal will not have Mike Brown. Mm -hmm. Mike Brown tested positive for COVID and is not allowed to go. Interesting. So I didn't know that. Yeah, that's a biggie. But does the Henry Hoof really help you? Because Usman didn't do his camp there. He did his camp in Colorado. That, it, this is true. <clears throat> so if you have if you haven't been, I mean, I know they have a connection. Like for me, it wouldn't matter. I would just always have Bob. You know, no matter yep. what. Um, it's that comfort factor. It is. You know? It is. When you get comfortable, you've had all this success with somebody, and you're comfortable with them and what they do in the corner. It's always nice to have it, even you know, because he wasn't going to, and he, it's a good thing. Yeah, the Usman and Masvidal betting lines are plus two thirty. Is what um. Masvidal is. So he's plus. So he's moved up. He's yeah. moved up, meaning people are putting money on him. Yeah. I, Which is, hey, yeah. I understand why. Sorry, Usman. I put money on Masvidal already. So <laughs> I took the. So main you're up. the one that changed the line. <laughs> I took. No, I'm not the only one, but <laughs> I took. Uh, I spent 200 on each main event. So each of the main cards. 
<clears throat> so that should be good. You mean the tail face? Yeah. So you have Aldo Jan. I put two hundred bucks on that. Just whatever. The odds are good. Yeah. yeah no, okay. And who'd you and put parlay. it on? I went. I went Aldo. Yeah. Yeah. I, I went individually. I also went individually, and then I also did parlay them all. So. Well, yeah. Look at it. I. I always tell people if you're gonna bet, yep. bet the dogs. Yep. Always bet the dogs. Don't go. You know. You, That's what I. There's did. times when you can sit there and say, "Man, I know this person's gonna win. They're a huge favorite." <clears throat> and you can put the money down to try to make a little bit, but if you want to try to make good money, always bet yeah. the dogs that have a good chance of winning the fight. Yeah, I went George, uh, Aldo, and then Rose. Rose was the favorite, but I went her just to put the parlay together. So You just love Rose. I do like Rose. Uh -huh. I like Jessica Andrade, though. I do really do like her. I just don't think in the first Yeah, but you're fight, looking at that first fight. I'm looking at that first fight, and I think as long as if the slam didn't happen, I think Rose was having her way with her. Rose was, that jab was fucking on point. She was just like, la, la. They're just touching her. She looked, Jessica looked like a Pez dispenser a little bit in some of those exchanges. Take, take, a, take, a look at, take a look at Rose and, and all the, you know, the confidence she brings to a fight and the way people look at her and how confident they are in her skill set, which they should because she's, her, her stand up is crisp, her ground game. She's got a great submission game. <clears throat> She got a record of like eight and four. Yeah. People, you know, people look at her and they don't realize what her actual record is. Yeah. You know, cause she's had, you know, some tough fights as a young fighter and stuff, but you know, she's only eight and four. I want to make sure it's very clear. I give two shits what your record is. As long as <laughs> there you go. That's the, that's the whole point. That's what I'm saying. Cause I got people saying, <laughs> you know, oh, Masvidal, he's been beat so many times. I don't give a shit what your record is. It's how yeah. good are you right now? Yeah. That's what matters. Yep. Yep. When you start talking about you got Chuck Liddell, who's got probably double digit losses. You've got Randy Couture, double digit losses. Yep. You know, I mean, like, there's a ton of top, top guys. I mean, BJ Penn, he's not got, he doesn't have double digits, but he's up there. Yes, like, he does. He does yeah. now. He's, he's at 10. Oh, yeah. He's absolutely. All right. So they have around way there. past. <clears throat> so you're, oh, never mind. He's like almost 50. He's almost a 500 fighter now. That's right. That's right. He's 16 and 14. <laughs> wow. Yep. Man. So when you're talking about, like, you're, you know, the best guys in the world, but then they also, too, look at the people they fought. That's also who they step in against. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to kind of figure out this whole, where do we go in the welterweight division now? Do we go back to Burns or does Colby slide in there? Or does Colby have to fight someone to get back to that title shot? I mean, this is going to, this putting George in there now, I mean, like no different than Burns, but putting either one of those guys in there. Now George is there. Does Burns get that title shot after this? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think, think so. so either. But does it is so if do you put Colby back in there? I think if George wins, you put Colby in there. If Burns wins, I think or not Burns, but if Usman wins, you put Burns in there because they've trained together. They know each other. There's also the grappling shuts down a little bit of that that uh, wrestling. So you make both guys fight on the feet. It becomes a more interesting fight to me, I believe, than the Usman and Colby rematch. And don't get me wrong. You probably might get more money for the Colby and Usman rematch. But I think stylistically, I think it makes them for a really fun fight in that Burns. The unknowns, I guess I'm looking at. Well, the but unknown. it's an unknown because it, it's based upon, okay, if Usman wins the fight, I can see it going certain ways. Mm -hmm. All right. And you can, and you can, you can almost do it back and forth because Colby's the guy, when you look at it, he had a great fight against Usman. Great fight. And he's sitting there. So you can sit there and if Usman wins, you can say, being the UFC, I'm going to take Burns and Colby and put them together. Winner gets Usman. Okay. It's kind of smart. It's not bad. You, if, if Masvidal wins, tell me that Colby is not the fight to make. Yeah. Come on. They've had some, yeah. they've had some touching exchanges of bromance. <laughs> okay. They, they don't like each other. Yeah. And so, you know, they used to be friends. You can go back and they used to train together. They know each other well. And tell me that wouldn't be the fight to make because it would be entertaining as hell leading all the way up. Yeah. To so Colby's sitting in a very good position right now. I yeah, I think he is. I just, I don't know. I, I, I honestly, and I've, I told someone this the other day, I said, I think it really comes down to the fact that Colby walked into the high limit steak table room and with the camera and filmed Dana with his side piece. <laughs> 
and his side oh, piece yeah. ran off to the side and then he posted that <laughs> that right there is going to keep you from getting fights when you want to get those fights uh, you know so you know what? I, that that definitely hurt dana he got mad he was pissed okay and you can understand why yeah all right i'm not I, i'm gonna kind of side with dana in he has all the all the reasons to be upset i kind of side with colby in Hey, if you're gonna make a play, make it big, and he did. And he did. And, and <laughs> so true. But if you are Dana, you gotta look and say, "All right, now that I've I've gotten past the anger point and I'm not pissed off, even though I think that was a douche move." Yeah. <clears throat> hey, what's what's gonna make money for my company and me and who I put into that cage against this guy who's the champion, Colby's. Colby's going to put butts in seats now. He's got people's attention. And yeah. if you have him, you know, you can you can sell the hell out of the first fight that he had with Uzma. All right? Because, look, yeah. it, that was a phenom one of the better fights of the year. Right? And yeah. you can sell the hell out of, if Masvidal wins, all that, oh, we're friends, we're training partners, oh, we hate each other, you're a, you're a douchebag, you're a you know, whatever yeah. they were calling each other. Hey, <clears throat> it's great. You can sell it either way, and that's what you want as a promoter, something that is easy for you to sell. Yeah. Yeah, I I think they will do the Colby and the Usman fight, but I would like to see Burns get in there before Colby. And even though I'd love to see that fight again, I, I, I think I think they will do the, the Colby fight. Which one makes more money? Yeah, the Colby one. Okay, there yeah, you the go. the Colby one. It will definitely <laughs> that's really where it comes but down that, to. That, that leaves Gilbert. Like, who does he fight next? Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one, but you, you you can you can put him. The problem is, who he fights next is you you know. <sighs> Usman's already had a fight with Leon uh, Edwards, Edwards, right? I think he's he's got a win against Edwards. Yeah, but you could take Gilbert and put him against Edwards. Yeah, that's a tough fight though. Yeah, and I think it had all this stuff. Um, I mean, because it was supposed to be what Leon and Tyron Woodley or Leon and Usman. It was supposed to be Leon and. Woodley and gotcha. that fell through. That was at the start. <clears throat> yeah. Of the so Leon's just sitting there and man, Poor you know, guy, that's man. a great fighter just sitting on the side. I'm surprised they didn't put him on this first fight Island card. So was I like, I was shocked since he was supposed to be that guy against Woodley in the <gasps> very first show in London that was pulled off. I thought for sure he would be on it when he wasn't. It's like, well, you know, something went through with, yeah, I would have thought they would have had him as a, like and him fight someone else as a backup. Then if someone fell off, they wouldn't have to go to George and pay extra money. They could have just put Leon up there against Usman and been like, hey, this is the fight you guys have already fought. I get it, but yeah. I mean, you know, maybe. I mean, because he's ready to be right there. I mean, we could see Gilbert. We could see Gilbert and, and Leon. That's not a good fight for, for Gilbert. Not a good fight for Gilbert. And <laughs> nope. I, and I like Gilbert. He's, he's good, yes. But light right now, Leon is just on a different level, I think, than almost all the other welterweights. Just he's just he's confident. I don't know how he is right now because of such a long yeah. layoff, three four months off. You know, it's and a year could, actually. Oh, it's been. I know, but I'm saying like being able to train. He was he was training for Woodley that was about three three months ago. Yeah, so, so yeah. he was ready to go, and then COVID kicked in, and then all of a sudden now, I mean, his gym's shut down, everything else shut down. Like, what have you been doing? I see videos of him and his brother Fabian Edwards, who's in Bellator. I see them like just basically working out in their their backyard and their garage and doing whatever it is at the park and stuff. So they're trying to get their workouts in. I don't know what their situation is as far as training. Not a bad guy to work out with. No, not at all. You know? Ooh, both of them are scared. Just both of them are good. Um, yeah, I, I think I think we're gonna see Colby and Usman. If Usman wins, we'll see two. And if and Burns will be hung out to dry. And if George wins, I think we'll see Colby and, and George. That for sure. I think we'll see. see? Yeah, I think we, that's true. Yeah, I mean now he just kind of leaves it. I think Leon. Who do you have Leon fight now? Leon and who do you have Burns fight? Maybe just each other. That's what I look at. Yeah. T. Woods hung out to dry. He's in the back burner. T. Woods hanging out. Yeah, he's yeah, he's got some work to do now. He's got some work to do. Yep. Um, what else? What else we got? Um, so <clears throat> uh, another hot topic this week, uh Paige Van Zandt, because it's her last fight in the contract. She's mm -hmm. not getting promoted. But she came out and she came out and said basically that her, since she's been in the UFC, she could have made the same money working a regular job. And then subsequently, Tim Kennedy comes out and says, I would have made more as a garbage truck driver. So just fighter pay, obviously, is a big topic right now as well, because Masvidal, Connor, and John Jones, 
Um, just thought it was an interesting. Well, look, I go ahead. I'll let you talk about this. Okay. I know nothing about fighting. Okay, look, look, look. <laughs> you guys, you guys are gonna sit at home and be like, "Oh man, he's gonna bash the UFC." No, I'm actually not gonna bash the UFC. I'm gonna actually just simply say is that fighters understand what they're making. If you guys want a little bit more money, you should try the free market agency. You should try to negotiate more money. And I know that it's harder to negotiate with the UFC. I've been in those shoes several times, okay? Come contract negotiation times. <clears throat> Excuse me. I know these things, but you just got, you've got, you've got to just figure it out. Like, do you want to be there? That's, I've said this forever. If you want to be in the UFC, you're going to be famous, but you're not going to make as much money. Sure, maybe if you're the champion. Everyone like, everyone like, they go right to like, oh, well, you know, Chuck Liddell made this or Anderson, but you're not Chuck Liddell and you're not Anderson Silva. Okay. You're not GSP. So don't put yourself in that same category because you're not them. Okay. And then that's the problem. Like you continue. And then that <clears throat> the reason why I say that is that Dana's going to turn to you and go, wait, wait a second. Did you just compare yourself to Chuck Liddell? Is that what you did? <laughs> and you're going to go, your answer is going to be like, oh, well, uh, yeah, you're yes, right. I did. But, but I, you know, I'm up there and it doesn't work that way. You guys. Dana's got an answer for every person that thinks that they deserve more money because he's dealt with this every contract negotiation since they've had the UFC. So when you come to him, you think you have something new to your game that you're going to add to him when it comes contract negotiations. He's already been told that since been Tito there, and that, Chuck and Randy and everybody else. He's been there. So whatever you say to him, he's already heard and he's already got the answer for. So if you guys want more money, when it comes to Paige, when it comes to Tim Kennedy, like, and I've got a lot of love for, for Tim. I know specifically, I know Tim. Uh, Paige, I don't know as well. But you guys either should have negotiated more money from the beginning. That was one. And two is try the free market agency, whether it's one, whether it's PFL, whether it's Bellator. You know, I don't, I don't care. But putting yourself out there for, for someone to, to overbid, look what it did for Anthony Johnson. They cut him. He went to, he went to, it was called World Series of Fighting at the time. He went over there and beat a couple guys. One of them, I think, being Andre Arlovsky, correct? Beats him. Dana and Joe and all those, he's fucking done. He's never fighting the UFC again. Comes back, signs a contract worth way more than what he was making when he fucking left. So don't tell and me. Now, yeah, and now. And now if he comes now, back again. Let me just tell you now, <laughs> he's making a fucking ton of money. Ton Boom. of money. So his new contract is fucking loaded. So when he said he wouldn't come back for any less than a million, well, let me just tell you, they're pretty damn close. So for someone that was like left and left the first time on bad terms, came back. If you win any organization, if you're winning, when your contract's up, try it again. Go yeah. somewhere else. Go back to well, the UFC. Don't think that the UFC will not take you back if you're winning. If you're winning, one, they will take you back. One of the things that, pe you know, people hear numbers, Josh, and it's like, it, let's go to the ultimate fighter show. All right, because what do they what do they constantly hear out of Dana is the hundred thousand dollar contract. All right, now that sounds great, but that doesn't mean that they're getting a hundred thousand dollars per fight. No, what they're not. getting is a six fight to eight fight contract that will lead up to a total of a hundred thousand yeah. dollars or a little bit more. You know, because their first fight on under that contract, I think it, it I think it used to be ten and ten. Then 12 and 12, 14 and 14, 16 and 16, 18 and 18, 20 and 20. That's how you're getting your $100,000 contract. Yeah. So, you know, you had guys, you know, Brendan Shaw being one, you know, and he talked about it. You know, he was fighting Crow Cop, you know, I think for 12 and 12. You know, that's not a fight. You know, Crow Cop's getting a lot of money. Trust mm -hmm. me. Now he's earned it. And you can look and say, there's that, okay, there's that line of, you got on the ultimate fighter because you didn't no one knew you and it helped make you somebody that people know. And so it is the UFC that has generated that <clears throat> platform that now people are starting to know you in that can help you with sponsors and things like that. You know, but when you're fighting for those under that contract, that's why people look and say, I, you know, I, I wasn't making any money. Now Paige is in a different situation. Paige is in a situation where, she came from Invicta, you know, in a couple of fights, signed with UFC. You don't have to sign with UFC. Yeah. If you don't like the money, don't <laughs> sign with them and stay with a promotion that's going to pay you more money. You can do that. But at this point, I don't blame Paige for just finding out 
go and find out. You may come back. Maybe the UFC will be the promotion that offers you the most <clears throat> most money or the best package overall. Yeah. But it will force them to possibly offer you more than they want if you go and you're looking in other places because now they know, well, that's a person that other people would like to have and we want to keep her in our promotion. So we're willing to pay her more than we were paying her in the past to keep her in the promotion. That's how you make more money. There's nothing wrong with what she's doing. It's the right thing. Okay. So she said she, if she would have had a normal job, she'd make more money. She also was plagued with injuries and I'm not trying to like bash on her. I'm just simply saying she was plagued with injuries. She's hasn't fought for a while. She came back and then did fight. And then she hasn't fought again for a while. She's gone through phases with injuries and that's, that's expected to be in the sport that we're in. But as far as with Tim, I want to just point out, this goes with all fighters. The one thing, sure, we could all had nine to five jobs working as a garbage man, working as a tech guy, working as whatever, working the front desk at the fucking McDonald's. The issue is, though, is that when you take our job versus their jobs, I got to go there every single day. Sure, I go to the gym every day, but I'm only there for two hours, one in the morning, one in the evening, four hours of the day. And I'm having fun with people I enjoy being around and I'm living my dream. So when you want to compare the two things... I could give two shits about a fucking garbage man because that's not the job I chose. I also have freedom to go to the park, to, to go to the water park with my kids or, you know, for anyone that has these, you know, has kids and wants to be out there with, they can go out there and play catch, can go out there and do whatever it is they want to do on their free time without, without training. If they don't want, they can take a fight without training. I wouldn't yep. recommend it, but they have the freedoms <laughs> to do whatever the hell they want. And they don't have to worry about going to work the next day. So well, you can't compare the two things, honestly. The, and also, you also have to look at, I'll say that Paige is not, uh, she's not lying about, she could have made more money in a normal job yeah. than what she's been paid by the UFC. But then again, you've got to also look at all the, the ancillary things that have come with her fighting for the UFC. Let's talk about like Dancing with the Stars mm-hmm. and all of those things. She made money off of those things, Josh. Yeah. That's money she wouldn't have made if she wasn't with the UFC. Yeah, no. Okay, so it's not fight money, but it's money. And then there's things like Reebok deals and things like that that she's made money. So being part of the UFC has helped her make money outside of fighting. I don't think she's considering those elements along in her statement of, I would have made more money. I think with with girls... Maybe maybe I'm reading into this wrong. I think women. with women, sorry, women. with women. Thank you. You're, you're good. Good call. Good call. On that. <laughs> that was a good call. Um, fucking put my foot in my mouth right there. <laughs> um, I think with with the women fighters is it is a good thing for them to be in the UFC, especially early in their career, because we have seen and I have talked to a lot of the women fighters that are still with the UFC that they they sometimes will start fan-only pages for Instagram. Sometimes they'll have other avenues to make money based off of, you know, of their popularity that the UFC helps provide. Yep. That, for them, for sure. Men, not so much. Nope, like the not, top, not quite the same. The top-level men will make money from their social media. and their, But it not it's just there's too many men that are um that are at the uh, not at the top but too many men just period like they're just another dime a dozen i think for for people that want to put um um commercial dollars and you know endorsement dollars behind them you know and with women though there's always there's always money to be thrown in for women and i think especially in a sport like this where they don't have a lot like i mean look how much they attach to gina carano look how much they attach to ronda rousey you know for a while there they were attached to cyborg now they're attached to amanda nunez like they are looking for that woman that's a fucking badass that they can feature into films yep. that they can feature in commercials they can have on the on the tonight shows and all those things they're looking for those women and <clears throat> they don't have them you know right now and so when they're when, like with Paige. She cap she she's capitalized like she said she's like I make a ton of money off my social media, you do because of the UFC because the UFC catapulted you into like you said dancing with the stars and the other. With men, it's not as as obvious. With with women, for sure it is for sure they can they can capitalize on all the networks as long as they're good on their social media. And uh, I've heard of some of the figures. Some of these women that have fans only pages are making twenty five or thirty thousand dollars a month. Oh yeah. That's way more than what they make in their fight contracts, which is like 12 and 12, 15, 15 <laughs> But it's 20. based upon them 
having that platform yeah. that gets that exposure, then people gravitate towards them. And no matter what, you know, and this is what you're saying with men, everyone wants to know who's the baddest dude on the planet. Okay. And that guy, if you're the baddest dude on the planet, you deserve all the recognition and, and the media wants to talk to you and people want to interview and they want you on their shows. Mm-hmm. When it comes to women, you don't have to be the baddest woman on the planet. You have to be a person that other people look at. You can beat up a guy. Yeah. That's really what they look at. And as soon as they can say, Oh, you can beat up, a, you can beat up the average guy. They want to talk to you. They want mm-hmm. to put you out there. They want to say, you know, oh yeah, we did this interview with so-and-so or we had so-and-so on our show because that separates you from the norm and it's a good thing, but that platform comes, you got to be honest. It comes from being a fighter with the UFC. Yeah. I just look at all the freedoms that I had throughout my life. And a lot of them came because of the companies I fought for, but also the fact that I decided to chase a dream. You know, when you're chasing that dream, you don't like, you don't, in the beginning, we weren't doing it for money. I mean, it definitely was not doing it for money. No, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, like I, I first couple, a little my, bit. My first couple of fights for I paid for my first fight it was twenty five bucks. My second fight, I made one hundred fifty bucks. Like the next two or three fights were at three hundred dollars. Then I jumped to five hundred. I was at five hundred for like eight, seven or eight fights. You know, so and then I finally got to a thousand, and it wasn't at a thousand long until I got to into the UFC. But it was a thousand and a thousand flat, and then it went from there to like two and two. And then I was in the UFC and then that my first contract with them was two and two. When I fought the WFA, that was two and two. It's like, I stayed at two and two for, you know, three or four fights against top guys. I fought Razor Rob McCullough, Gerald Strebent, uh, Kid Yamamoto. All those three, all those three fights were for two and two. So when you talk about like how good those guys were at the time that I fought, I'm like, you're thinking, man, you should be making way more. In this day, back then, that was a lot more. You know, I mean, like people didn't realize that. And so when we yep. started doing it, we did it for the love of the sport. So when Tim says like, you could have made more money being a garbage Yeah, but you also didn't have the freedoms. You had to go to work every day, nine to five. You didn't get to spend the day and the yeah. afternoon at the lake with your kids and your family and your friends and whatever it is. So there's See, but a I ton don't, of things that come with it. I don't think Tim is saying that in the fashion that, that Paige is saying. You know, yeah. I think Tim is saying, yeah, I could have made more money as a garbage man, but this is what I chose. Yeah. I, I chose could, to be a guy in I special forces. I chose to be a fighter. And you know what I got paid? I got paid. Yeah. So yeah, I could have made more money being the garbage man, but this was the life that I chose. I think that's what Tim is saying. Yeah. I could see Tim being that way. Well, you don't think so, yeah. Dave? Podcast Dave? Well, I'm just reading, I'm just reading it on um, the context of it. And he says, uh, I was a top five fighter in the world fighting main events for the UFC. And I said I would make more as a garbage truck driver. That was almost 10 years ago. It's pathetic that things haven't changed. I guess, I mean, he's talking about this day and age, maybe the money, because the money should be going yeah. up when it, rel- it should relatively be going it hasn't. Up. But then the other thing too, he was, he was saying he's, you know, he was a top five fighter fighting in the main events for the UFC. He was also, you know, the number one contender in Strike Force, And he was, and from what I understand, he was making the same, if not more, in Strike Force than he was in the UFC. It really depends on what happened to your contract when you went over. Did you sign a new contract right before Strike Force uh, was bought? Or did you sign a new one when you went over? So there's a diff- there's a bunch of different and ways to look you, at you know, Also, you know, you, people need to think. You know, take a look at King Mo. All right. King Mo was fighting for Strike Force mm-hmm. when Strike Force was bought by the UFC. And King Mo never went over to the UFC. Was it because he wasn't a good fighter? No. No. What was it? He think- demanded more money. And they wanted to show that, hey, if you're not willing to take what we're going to give you, we'll get rid of you. And so a lot of guys saw that and said, oh, I'll take what you're going to give me. And that's mm. your choice. It's okay. And that's their choice to, to kind of make that power play. And it can work for you and it can work against you. But, you know, you're going to get an employer. This is, you know, how many times have we said it? This is an adversarial, you know, relationship. Mm. The fighter is trying to make as much money as they possibly can to step in that cage. The promoter is trying to pay the fighter as little money as they possibly can to have them step in the cage. Yeah. It's an adversarial relationship and sometimes you win and sometimes you lose, you know, both as the promoter and both as the fighter. You have to be willing to do the things like George Masvidal was willing to do. He said, "I'm not fighting. I'm, I'll sit out. I don't care." 
and he was willing to sit out until they bumped that pay up into maybe not what he asked for, but into an area where he goes, I can take that. Good for him. That's what this is all about. Yeah, you, you've got to. That's exactly what you got to do. You got to kind of treat yeah. like how you got to treat it how like Nate Diaz did with the you saw the thing. Like, fuck Why? you. I'm not letting yeah. you burn me. I'm not letting you fuck me. I'll just sit out. No, I'm going to make you wait for you guys to come out. Too many fighters do uh, the opposite. And they're like, yeah, you know what? Okay, we'll straighten it all out afterwards. After UFC gets what they want, they're like, fuck, we don't need to yeah. do this. I don't need you now. Yeah, I don't need you now. You've already fought. I've already made my money off you. Now you can sit on the sideline for another year, year and a half, 18 months, whatever your suspension is. He's like, fuck you. So I tip my hat to him on Nate on what he did because that changed how how fighters should approach so it. smart stick up you remember yourself. we talked we talked about it back then I said mm -hmm. Josh that is the smartest thing yeah. he could do yes he kept the power in his hands the UFC at the time was telling him hey look at we know that this is wrong we're gonna take care of it just let's go on with the fight and we'll take care of it after the fight now I understand why the UFC did that and and I I don't blame them for trying to do that because they have this big fight, this BMF thing, and everything's going to go on. But as soon as he says yes to that, all of the power, all of the control is with the company. He loses it. And when yeah. he took control of that and he said, no, I'm going to go out and say that, you know what? You guys said I tested positive. And he goes out on Twitter and he puts it out there. And he maintained control of his business. He is a business. I say it all the time. Fighters, you are a business unto yourself. You must run your career like a business. And that is what Nate does. He learned. He fights when the numbers are right for him. He doesn't settle for things that he doesn't want. He did that in the past. He learned from it and said, I'm not doing that anymore. And if you think that I'm not worth that, no problem. I'll sit out. And eventually you're going to come to me. And they have come to him every time. And he delivers. Yeah. Yep. I mean, he's, he's no matter what, like I still sell people, I still see people on social media that just, they ride and die with the Diaz brothers, man. Doesn't matter what you do. doesn't matter what you say. Like, they're like, man, fuck you. My boy, Nate will fuck you up. Da -da -da. Like it's, <laughs> it's great, man. I mean, I, I like, you got to love the fans. And the support they have. I think George did a great job. Um, but it could, just so people understand, there's two ways of looking at it. It could backfire on you. Yep. <laughs> if you do that. You could lose. You know, we've seen that before with some guys. Um, the other thing, too, is that if you guys, you guys should not, fighters should not ever worry about the money situation until it comes down for them to negotiate your contract. Don't worry about all that stuff because the number one thing that solves any of that shit is winning. Once you win and you keep winning, they have no choice but to pay you. And if you don't like what they're offering you to pay you, then bounce. Then just go and check out what the free market will do. And That's what you, Paige is doing. And if you continue to win, okay, they will eventually come back and be like, hey, you're already winning. If you've just beat four or five people in their organization and you fight out your contract every single time, I'm telling you now, do not sign a six fight, eight fight, or 10 fight deal. <laughs> sign your four fight deals. Fight your year and a half, and every year and a half, you get you get the power to renegotiate. It's no different than guys that are like in the NFL that are signing one-year deals banking on themselves. Now, banking on yourself could backfire, but it also has a lot of high-end chances and results to pay out. If you're winning, you win four fights in a row, and you don't re-sign, and you fight your contract out, they have no choice but to pay you more money. You can go above and beyond what the standard is and what the, because the UFC has that standard. Oh, you're in the top eight, you're top 10 right now. Okay, we'll pay you this, this, and this. You're in the top five, we'll pay well, you they, this, they this, and this. They bracket their fighters. Yes, and they that's, do. You know, they've got a list that's up there and you can see it. You know, so. And based upon where you are in that bracket, that's what they're going to pay you. Yep. Winning solves everything. Just remember that. Every time you win, you have more power to negotiate what you want for money. Well, the, you know, the other thing that I see, I, I've seen some fighters come out and say stuff about Paige in that, oh, you know what, you know, you shouldn't be in the UFC anyways. And, and hey, if she's putting more butts in the seat than you, maybe you should take note. Maybe you should, uh, maybe you should learn something because it sometimes doesn't matter how good of a fighter you are. Yeah. It matters. Do people want to see you? You know, CM Punk is not a good fighter. I'm just going to say it. I, I love Phil. He's blasphemy. a good man. Blasphemy. I know, blasphemy. <laughs> he was a great entertainer. Great you know, professional wrestler. He's awesome at that. But 
did people want to see him? Yes. So it doesn't matter how good of a fighter is. Do people want to see you? If they want to see you, then you know what? You're going to get the money. If they don't want to see you, it doesn't matter how good of a fighter you are. I feel like I can see the glistening of tears coming out of Dave's eyes right now. Podcast <laughs> Dave, he's so upset you're talking about I'm sorry, his, Dave. his idol. I did, not, I did not mean to put down anybody from the I'm, WWE. And I wasn't putting him down. I love Phil. He's a great guy. Oh, man. There's only one punk that I like, and it's Phil Brooks. Uh, oh, <laughs> look at that. Oh, nice jab, stiff, hard, and clean. He seems to have <laughs> forgot my pimp hand is strong. <laughs> <laughs> Come here. Um, yeah. Okay. So what else? What else we got here? Um, the other piece of news was Frank Edgar's opponent, Pedro Munoz, tested positive oh, for COVID. Gone. Um, that's next Wednesday. Um, so I'm sure we'll hear who the replacement is by then. But there's been a lot of one thirty fivers calling him out since then. Yeah, everyone's a piece of Frankie. Yeah, that's because they think they can make a name off of that. Might be a, a be careful what you wish for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He looks fucking shredded, man. Dude, he looks shredded, man. He looks Jeez. good. He looks like, good, and from what I hear, he's weighed down in weight. That that one thirty five is going to be an easy cut because oh, he's already weighed down. He should have been good for Frankie, man, from the very beginning. Yeah, well. <laughs> Oh, he was man. fighting 20 pounds over that. Jeez, man. I trained with him when he was at 55, and he just was so – it was like little cat-like reflexes. You kicked him off because he, he was on top. You'd kick him off on the hips. He'd hit the ground, boom, on, on like a bear crawl position and pounce forward, <laughs> and you just couldn't get him off. I mean, I got to tell you, I think his his very first fight in the UFC was Tyson Griffin, correct? I believe I so. I think so. And that was the fight that I was like, oh, man, Tyson's going to get this kid. Never seen this kid. Never heard of this. <sighs> What a fucking fight. Like, Dude, they both had each other in knee bars in that fight, if yes, you remember. I do remember. I mean, oh, nasty. Tyson's knee at one point. I was like, oh, God, tap, yeah. please. You know? It was so good. Both of those guys. Crazy. The fight was so good. I became a really big fan of both those guys around that time. Are you yawning during our show? Sorry, it is 530. Are in the you morning. kidding? <laughs> it's 530 <laughs> in the morning here. <laughs> um. Yeah, though I, he looks shredded. He looks ripped. I'm excited to see who they put in front of him. You know, I you know, I know by the time like January, February rolls around, but I'd really like to see him and TJ Dillashaw. Frankie <sighs> and TJ would be a good fight. I'd be a great. You know, I, who knows what they're going to do with TJ if they're going to bring him back and put him into a title shot on his first fight. But if they didn't, they I think Frankie is the guy. If you put him yeah. against him, that's an awesome fight. Yeah. Wrestling matches up well. Stand-up kind of matches up kind of cool. Different styles, stand-up. Different yeah. styles. But it'd be cool. Yeah, makes for a fun fight. Or I'd like Mark to see... Mark Henry against Dwayne Ludwig? Come yeah. on. All kinds of cool stuff. That and then the... Uh, or, or Dominic Cruz. I'd like to see that. Two older guys going at it. That'd be a good fight. I'd like to see that fight. They might time. not find each other in that fight. Dominic be bouncing around here. Yeah. Frankie be bouncing and be bouncing in and out. Man. Yeah, I can see, I can see the hesitation on that fight. Yeah, I guess now that you've said that, I was like, oh, well, I just like to see two two old guards fight each other. Kind of. Yeah, like, no, you you look and it's it's actually that would be a cool fight. And we talked about it before. I I brought that up. Mm. I think that Dominic against Frankie would be a great fight. I would definitely watch it. I'd pay yeah, for it for sure. Um. We won't talk about we won't talk about um, the Bellator card yet because it hasn't been released, but um, it's gonna it looks shaping up to be pretty nice. So I'm excited about that. That's that card. A good card. It's gonna be a good card. Won't be a lot of fights, um, but there will be it'll be quality quality fights. Yeah. So I'm excited to see that. God, it'd be really nice to get the UK guys eventually over here um, as soon as possible. Do you know how they'll be eating it, like the zone or Paramount? Uh, it'll be on. No, it'll be on Paramount. It'll be on Paramount. I think they're not. Yeah, it'll be on Paramount. The Zone right now is on hold. All I think. free. Yeah, the Zone is uh, on hold right now. So I don't know what they're doing for their for their uh, their network right now. Um, what else? What else was there? There was something else I wanted to talk about. God, man, was there CTE? <laughs> Coming in at certain times. Yep. Yep. Um. <laughs> I think CTE for you stands for can't talk enough because you just don't. Oh! Yeah, you're, on, you're on a roll this morning, buddy. <laughs> 5.30, that's my time. Yeah. Oh, it is. 
Calm down, little buddy. Calm down. Okay. Um, no, I think that's Dave's it. Dave's starting to feel good, man. He's starting to, to move, yeah, getting I'm gonna, warm. I'm going to have to put him in check here shortly. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Let's see. Uh, we already talked about betting lines, correct? Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to do that. Okay. I think that's it, bud. I think that might all be right, it. All right, man. <clears throat> it's so all good. We're going to film right after the show. This is a bonus show. I like that. And then happy birthday oh, to us. Is. Again, once again, happy birthdays to us. And yeah. that's it. I think that's it. What, what did you say? You said prowrestlingtees.com slash um, weighing in. And then also, too, we have a new shirt coming up on Friday. Uh, we Friday, Saturday, you can get that, that discount with the code birthday yeah. birthday so the because it's our birthday the discount will be available friday but the t-shirt still in the works oh okay okay, okay. oh damn i like that new t-shirt yeah yeah very happy with it yes yes yeah nice job luke <laughs> yes I'll, I'll say more yeah oh yeah so um oh so yes just want to make sure that we get um we we give luke a shirt out he did us. the karate kid shirt as well correct yeah so, so yeah. We, we so we had talked about a while ago. Look, we we had asked people to send out uh, send us over our artwork. So he did the design on the Karate Kid uh, t shirt as well. Mm -hmm. Then he the new are we calling it the new logo? It's just kind of like the yeah. New... So I didn't want to say a whole lot until until yeah. we have it figured out. But it looks really nice. Yeah. I like it a lot. So um, we have a we have a good project in the works with Luke. Um, uh huh. And then we he's working on another t shirt on top of the on oh, top nice. of this project. So so there's a couple of things he's working on for us. Um he's helping me he's helping me with this other project too. And then um yeah, I just uh, wanna make sure that he gets the props on that. Um on IG has he's is it Fletch, which is I S I T F L E T C H. I think you should let an American say that. Okay. <laughs> Um, but he, he's got he posted the new graphic up there that he did for us um the the t-shirt and um, he's got his own work he's posted on there as well so make sure you give Luke a follow on IG um, and you'll see all the new artwork he's he's coming out with um as well as the projects he's helping us with too yeah we were uh dming back and forth uh, a little bit and seems like an extremely nice guy he's super happy with the fact that like we continue to post his uh his t-shirt design for us and i'm excited to see the final results on the uh on the new oh, kind of, like, logo i thing. forgot oh, to wow. talk about the fight that i'm actually really excited about okay well let's get into it let's we'll get we'll get back to luke we'll finish with luke as well but then let's go ahead <laughs> let's hear it i cannot wait for the this is the uh i don't know if i don't know if they're on the main card i i, I they could not be. Maybe they're like in the preliminaries. But you got Yuri uh, Prozeska, mm -hmm. who came from Ryzen. Okay. Light heavyweight. He's fighting Vulcan Ozdemir. That is going to be a great fight. Yuri is good. And okay. this is his first fight in the UFC. And people talking about, oh, nobody outside of the UFC. Oh. This guy came from Ryzen. <laughs> he is good. And he is the real deal. This kid can fight, so I cannot wait for that. That's so he's mainly he's mainly stand up guy. Oh no, all he's good everywhere. Good everywhere. Good everywhere. Got good power. In fact, I did a fight with um, him and Vadim Nemkov, if you recall. Vadim Nemkov was uh, beating the piss out of him during the fight until the point he got tired. And Yuri started coming on in the last bit of it. It's a 10-minute round. In At the end of the 10-minute, Nemkov couldn't get up. Yuri gets the win and goes on to face uh, Mo Lal in the finals. But he has gotten so much better from that point. He is so good. His ground is solid. His freaking stand-up, he's got power in both hands. He is a good fighter. And you look at the way that Volcom fights. You know, good stand-up, heavy power. It's going to be a fun fight to watch. Yuri is the guy that used to train at AKA, right? AKA Thailand with Mike Swick. Yes. Like, yes. Uh, what is, is he? He's the, it's not right. He's Polish. He's, he's Polish. There Polish. You go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Big mountain of a man. Good God. Dude. Long. Good God. Long, yeah. but like muscular though light, as well too. Light heavyweight. He is wow. put together. Yeah. Tougher than fucking granite. He, he was in that ride. Was, was it a Ryzen tournament? He's been in multiple. In fact, he was the Ryzen light heavyweight and heavyweight champion. Got it. 
I do remember that. He's good. Yeah, okay. Well, UFC signed a good one when they got him. I'm going to have to take a look into that. I'm going to take a look into that fight. Um. Oh, back to uh, Luke. Luke is, is it Fletch, correct? Is it Fletch? I don't need to spell that because is it Fletch is um his Instagram handle. Check him out. He's got his artwork out there for it. I want to thank him also, too, for doing our T-shirt as well as the uh, the new uh, logo looking um, design. Beautiful uh, work. Thank you so much. And I'm excited to see what the new T-shirt is. Dave, do you have a picture of the new T-shirt? No. Of what he's kind of doing is he just told you he's working on one? Yeah, working on a, a cool design. I'll tell you guys about it later and, okay. and then I'll probably announce more uh, either this week or next week on okay. the other project. You can't keep us in the dark. Yeah. No. That is wrong. I'm, what do you I, think, I, we're freaking mushrooms? I, I, you going to put us in the dark, put shit over the top of us, water us, and think we're, we're just going to grow? <laughs> the hell? That, where'd you get that from, John? Uh, like, I got that from... Pour uh, shit over the top of us. Oh, a little weird. That's the, that's, the, that's the whole thing from linemen in football. Yeah, you think we're mushrooms? Just, oh. you know, put us out there, pour shit over the top of us, and make us do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying? I don't. Know. I am. But so Luke's also from Britain as well. So I just wanted to, you know, make it clear that you know, us Brits. Bring, oh jeez. Aside from Michael Bisping, us Brits bring a lot to the table. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, now podcast Dave taking a shot at a legend. In aren't, Mike Bisping. Aren't you? Wow. Well, have you ever been? Is that, is that a Scottish English thing going aren't there? You I don't Scottish? know. Scottish? No, because Luke's from England. Um, yeah, I'm Scottish. He's from England. You're yeah, from yeah, Scotland. Britain. You're Braveheart. Yes, exactly. William Wallace. We kept that land. Jeez. <laughs> oh, no, but if you've oh. ever been to Manchester, where Michael Bisping's from, it would change your whole perspective. Oh, you've been to Manchester, haven't yes, you? Yes, I have. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it wasn't fun, was it? I'm, I mean, like, I like the UK. It's not a place I don't want to live, but I like the UK. It's not, it's a little cold, windy, rainy. A uh, little but, bit. But the people are fucking really nice. I got to tell you, the people are really nice. I don't know if it's because I work the shows, like, all the time now for the for Bellator, but they're freaking awesome, man. Fans, like, from, yeah, they're great. They're great fans. Yeah. Um, I think that's it, buddy. I think all right, we, brother. We wrapped it up. Got a good show Rapping. today. Little bonus show for everyone, and happy birthday to us! Happy anniversary! Happy birthday! It's our one year anniversary. You hear that, Michael Bisbing? You got some work to do, buddy. Okay, <laughs> it's our one year anniversary. What's this like? Your fourth coming on your fifth year anniversary? Find them subscribers. Yeah, but that's saying something. Longevity. Come on. Well, the cool thing was, as soon as we got done doing our show, Michael finally, I think, had a video. Someone said that they went over hundred thousand views. I said, "Hey, you know what? You need to thank us for that, John, Big John, and I. You can thank yeah. us." All Michael right. Bisming, thank us for it. Nah, buddy. You know I'm giving you a hard time. Uh, safe travels. I know you're in uh, Dubai or Abu Dhabi right now. Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. Enjoy so, yourself. Safe Be travels. Safe. safe travels, everyone. You guys have a good one. See you guys after the fights. Later, guys.